Hello, welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and as you can no doubt hear in the background I am standing at the edge of the sea um, in what it can only be described as a relatively idyllic scene uh, it's ooh, quarter to nine in the morning I've just had a run uh, I'm at a place called uh, Palamos and it is glorious um, but let's get started with a bit of that Probably slightly uh, too noisy for this particular Vista twangy guitar. Monday. It's going to be a little bit all over the place this week because it's not really fallen into days. You know what it's like um, the week before you do something, whether it's go back to school, go on holiday. The week seems to kind of be taken up with prep for the thing that you're doing and you kind of lose track. So I, don't, I haven't been as all over the news. I haven't been as all over stuff as I would normally be. I don't seem to have noticed things in quite the same way because I've been focused on making sure that nothing would go wrong bearing in mind we were flying Ryanair um, and as such it, it, yeah it's, it's going to be a bit jumbled kind of really um, so I'll start with why we're here I mean we're, well we're here because we're doing what everybody seems to be doing who's here at the moment which is ringing the last little bit out of the summer which seems strange because the weather's absolutely glorious I mean it was 31 degrees uh, yesterday and absolutely, you know, beautiful. We arrived. Uh, we arrived on Thursday to overcast skies. Thought there might be a thunderstorm. It all cleared. Uh, and then yesterday and today, absolutely, uh, absolutely idyllic. So, but there's definitely a sense around here that this is this is the end of the season. That everybody who's here at the moment is just literally trying to squeeze those last few drops out of the out of the summer which it's quite a strange for anyway I've never really noticed it quite the same way before I suppose I suppose it's a little bit like that Sunday night feeling before you go back to work after a week off but that the whole community sharing at the same time it's a little bit weird there's a kind of we're here it's sunny it should be a holiday but everybody's got one eye on what's coming next um, now maybe that has something to do with the state of the world I'm not quite sure but but there's definitely that kind of vibe uh, here um, I mean it's still two weeks I suppose well it's well I mean the kids don't go back to school for a week and a half and yet somehow it just I don't know feels like it's done maybe it's just been the summer it's been I must have been wandering around with my eyes shut for quite a while because something struck me while I was walking through Huddersfield the other day. Um, what? I don't know if it struck me or whether it's something that's just been creeping up for a while and I've only just noticed. And put, I kind of put two and two together really because of something that Josh said this week. Um, and the thing I noticed was vaping. And it's not that I haven't noticed vaping, of course, that's been there and evident and what have you. Um, but the thing I noticed was how many kids are vaping. 
Um, and I must have I must have seen so many kids. I would have thought being between the ages of. I want to say 14 to 16. I don't know. It's so difficult to tell exactly how old a lot of kids are when you see them just wandering around through a, through a town or a city centre. But it takes me back... When I was a kid, a lot of kids smoked. And it, and it was a thing. You, you saw it a hell of a lot. And it was something I first encountered, I want to say at junior school, but certainly by high school, it was definitely, definitely a thing that loads and loads of kids uh, seem to smoke. You, you seem to, to see it and it was, you know, and it was fairly evident. Um, and, then, and then that kind of slowly died down uh, to the point that it disappeared. And you kind of forgot about it. And, and we talked about, you know, this generation has been the one that, that won't smoke. And, and to a certain extent that there's, you know, there's a big thing about this generation not drinking as much either. But actually, drinking amongst twenty-year-olds is actually relatively, relatively low, and it's certainly not something that's coming up through, through the teens in quite in the same way, it used to. Um, but then Josh said something the other day about the number of people at his high school that vaped, and I know it's something that's come up while I've been a, a governor because the head at that particular school has a real thing about vaping. He's um, well, I mean, the two, the two problems we seem to have where we are, um, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but the two problems we have where we are is a lot of recreational um, use of cannabis, a lot of weed use, and also a lot of recreational cocaine use. Um, but he's, he's very, very convinced that, the, that there's a link with that and vaping. He's, you know, he's convinced it's a, it's a gateway to that. I, I don't know if I am as convinced, but what I have noticed this week is how many kids are doing it so that then worries me because what does it it move you on to next um yeah i I don't know i i I can't believe i didn't i can't believe i didn't see it i can't believe i haven't noticed it but it, it seemed to be when i walked through town literally one in two one in three well yeah it's 50 percent of the kids probably i saw who were out on their own so in groups of kids, there was just seemed to be lots of vaping going on. Wednesday. Walking up and down yesterday, um, I didn't feel like I was a proper tourist. Um, we went for a walk. Um, up and down through the sort of the shopping area and then we had a really long walk down back along the seafront um, and the beach was full and it was full on, of, of parasols everybody in the, the thing in Spain the two things that seem to appear in Spain are these low deck chair things which are great that, that, that sit literally a couple of inches above the sand and you, you kind of fall into I mean getting out of them is a nightmare but you kind of fall into it, but you become, you then just, your legs are kind of stretched out in in more like a lounger style, just on the beach because the thing's so low. Um, And everybody seems to to have them. Um, And there's no such thing as what we would class as a traditional deck chair. They're all these kind of low things, and they are fat. Uh, They all seem to be two-tone blue as well, for some bizarre reason. No idea why they're two-tone striped blue, but there we are. Um, But the other thing, that seems to be the must-have accessory for the season is that everybody goes everywhere with their parasol. 
Um, and it, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It, it, it's kind of replaced the, the, the kind of the baguette as the kind of the thing that you walk up and down the street with. So everybody's got a, uh, you know, a brightly coloured parasol in, in a matching brightly coloured parasol bag um, under their arms, just in case, just in case, you know, that moment appears or arrives when you can have an, a sort of a 30 minutes on the beach as if it wasn't planned into your day. You know, as if it was kind of going to be a surprise act of beachiness. Um, but it, it just, it's, you know, the, 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 the couple seem to go around or people in groups seem to go around and at least one of them has got a parasol slung over their, their arm. And I kind of feel like I, I kind of feel like I want one because I don't think I'm really going to fit in until I get one. I don't know how the hell I'm going to get it home or whether it even goes home, but it seems such a shame because I've got a sneaking suspicion that this year's parasols in three or four years' time will be the equivalent of, of my uh, Def Leppard Let's Get Rocked t-shirt, that it's kind of you were there at a certain point in time. Oh, you're all right. Yours is a 22 parasol. You're one of the original brigade. You're not one of these people wandering around in an ACDC t-shirt when you're actually 13 and you've never heard an ACDC song. You're actually one of the originals. That's a proper 2022 parasol. Thursday. After all the panicking about flying through and going through Manchester Airport and then all the panicking about going through Manchester Airport when you knew you were flying with Ryanair which is a double whammy panic which is a kind of better make sure my case is at least 10% under the weight it should be have I measured it to check it's the right sizes and all those kind of things because if anybody's going to charge me a load of extra money for having I don't know an extra flip-flop then it's going to be Ryanair after all of that panic um, everything at the airport was absolutely fine. In fact, everything about the entire journey was absolutely fine uh, and went completely to plan. And it brought about that thing that I haven't experienced for years because it kind of goes back to when you used to travel when you were a kid or certainly when I used to travel in my sort of 20s and 30s. Um, and that was that slight boredom and time going slow of having time to kill at an airport because we got through security and we got through everything and we had suddenly had over two hours before we had to be at the gate let alone the gate shutting so we so we had kind of a two hour you know 20 minute kind of and it, this was at terminal three at manchester and there's literally nothing at terminal three at manchester once you've bought a cup of coffee and you've looked in wh smiths you are done you are absolutely done um there's a limit to how long you can actually go through the rows of imodium and um, you know an indigestion uh, medication in boots and, and and that's kind of all you've got it's that and it's it's your pseudo spoons you know watching people tuck into a, a full English with three pints of Guinness at a ridiculous time in the morning vibe so that's kind of all you've got left so and it's a weird kind of time stand still thing that I'd, I'd just I'd just forgotten about it, it seemed to be something that was far more prevalent when you used to fly um, when everything was charter and you used to fly at ridiculous times and every flight was two hours late then it seemed, that seemed to be the kind of feeling I was reminiscing about because you know flying earlier this year flying last year it was all about the queues to get through the airport so you were dashing to get to the gate anyway and then when I used to fly a lot um, as part of my job 
I just got into a routine where I just left. I used to leave an hour to get through the airport. I used to leave an hour to check in, get through security, get through the airport and get to the gate. Because the last thing I wanted to do when I was doing it for work was actually be sat in an airport killing time. And it used and it used to be when you know pre-pandemic, going back four or five years, it was all really, really predictable. I used to be able to you know get to the airport. I used to I used to fly chartered with people like Lufthansa. There was never anybody. You know the flights were always half full. There was never many people checking in in, in luggage. So everything was done online. Everything was digital. I used to wander up, drop my bag. Uh, I used to, because I wasn't paying, I always had fast track for security because it was somebody else's money. Because they were business flights, they invariably went in the middle of the day, so the airport was quiet anyway. And I used to use meet and greet parking, and I got into the habit of needing an hour to get through an airport. And so it's years since I kind of did what we were doing. In fact, it might have been the first time the kids have ever had the experience of just, you know, that thing of time going remarkably slow, when you know it's a it's a, an airport um hmm, very very retro <laughs> my new favorite thing is called radler and it's something i vaguely remember from when i used to go to germany a lot and basically it's shandy it's what the Germans and the Spanish, and I don't know if everybody across Europe calls shandy, or certainly what seems to be branded in Spain. Whether they've nicked the German word, I don't know. Um, and I don't know how they used to make it and what they used to make it with in Germany, because I never had one. Though quite a few people used to, used to drink it. And obviously, shandy's become a bit of a thing now, because it, it, we tried to rebrand it, didn't we, as a lager top. Um, which I never really kind of got more of a southern thing, really. Um, but... Um, not saying I'm having a go at all of those of you who are in the south, but I mean, come on, it's not a shandy bass, is it? But um, th- so I bought two cans of this thing called it's by it's uh, Dam is the is the brewery, and it was just um, well they had it as Cerveza Limon, but then it said Radler underneath, and then there's another brand that have got it, and they've got it down as Radler, which is what I've, what I've made the connection with. But I don't. It's not lemonade in the sense of our lemonade well that's because our lemonade doesn't taste of lemon uh, but whatever they mix it with over here definitely tastes of lemon so it's kind of a bit like a lager and lime except it's not because it's not as strong as a lager and lime and it's more refreshing because it's it's sort of six parts alcohol and four parts whatever it is that they put in it you know whether it's something like a a, a fanta limon or whatever it is they mix with it it, it takes it down to sort of circa two and a half, two point eight percent in terms of its strength. So it's so a lager and lime would would be because it's only a splash of lime would technically be stronger. I would have thought. I've not gone into the mechanics of it. I'm sure somebody can tell me. I'm sure there's a formula. I'm sure there's something akin to the Duckworth Lewis method for shandy or lager and lime. But if there is, I'm not aware of it. And to be honest, I'm not going looking for it. But whatever way around it is this stuff is absolutely bloody gorgeous it's really really refreshing and you don't feel quite as bad because you'd have to drink double the amount for the same amount of alcohol so a cheeky one of these at lunchtime doesn't feel quite as quite as kind of cheeky as if it was a a a lager but it's it's absolutely as refreshing and when i was just running back down along the front 
there's a um, the the first brand, Dam. I'll talk about. They've got something shaped like a can down at the other end of the beach that is dispensing these drinks. So I'm assuming they must be chilled. Don't know how they're, they're, they're doing it. I would love to hope that it's something fancy whereby it's solar panel chilled. That would be really that would be really cool. But but and, and next time we walk down when it's not half past eight in the morning. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to snaffle one and see see what they're like, see if they are chilled to the right sort of temperature. But there's this can-shaped thing that dispensing these these rattlers, um, which is genius, which is which is just genius. In fact, I can't believe that there aren't people taking photos and selfies with it and queues down the street to use it because that, it's it deserves to be. I mean, to me, this is the M&M shop in Leicester Square, but better, but better. I'll leave you with that. Um, I'm going to head off back and try and work out how the hell I'm going to put this together. Uh, Whatever time you end up picking this up, that's because I've probably had to go to three or four different places to get Wi-Fi to try and upload the thing. So recording this week is far easier than actually production and getting out, but we'll we'll see how we get on. And I'll leave you with a little bit more Sound of the Sea. Uh, And I'm going to go and dream of Radler. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.